following episode contains explicit language, violence, and references to sexuality. Previously on Masks and Mayhem. I was summoned back to Atlantis by... Which is the king? Yarkaven or Yarkaven? Yarkaven. So I was summoned back to Atlantis by Yarkaven because there were some insurrectionists that were threatening the order of things and they were blowing shit up. So I went back there and with the help of one of the people in the Atlantean Guard named Yaradamo, we were able to find the insurrectionists and put a stop to the demonstrations at that point in time. It's been a while, we should revisit that. And then we can bring Yaradamo back because Yaradamo and I bumped uglies and we're great. As a lot of you stand on the docks, Yardak's paramour, Yaradamo, makes his way to his feet. What do you mean? What, who's coming? What, why are you here? He goes to, like, move a bit, and he kind of wobbles. Sorry, I, um, I'm not used to being on land. There's, there's a rogue contingent of Atlanteans. They're on their way. The same ones from last time? I, I don't think so, I don't, but I don't know. Last time? Okay, well, uh, what happened? Not that I'm not happy to see you. I was ambushed, and I was fighting some of them. I heard them make a call to retreat. They said they were, they were coming here, coming to you. I was able to hold them at bay, and I just took off as fast as I could. We're uh, currently with a bunch of the uh, Union dudes, right? No, no, it was just uh, Price and, and the creature that were taken out of the ship. All of our backup just went away on a boat. Maybe we should let the people in the boat know. You're still in Riverside City, like Union Echo Base is on the other side of town. How much time do we have? No idea. Uh, and he kind of actually like falls and like stumbles onto you, Yardak. And I just hold him up and then, uh, I mean, I'm right next to the water, so I'm going to immediately try to heal him. I mean, we're not in any kind of initiative. We're going to need to roll for that. Uh, I do want you to roll for it, actually. Well, it was a 13, and 10 is 23. He was, like, kind of paling a little bit, but now he's the, like, has a little more flesh in his cheeks, and he's able to, like, steady himself and stand on his own. Thank thank you. Oh, but he's still not, like, back to tip-top? You know, the injuries that he has are, like, you know, basically cleared up. It's just, like, exhausted. The main thing is, yeah, he was just, like, he pushed himself really hard, you could tell. How many? It's a good question. The the ones that I fought, there was maybe three or four, but I, I know that they had others. I just uh, when they ambushed me, I was I was in a in a cavern. I couldn't see everything. You think they're headed to land, though? Yes, they said to go to land, get the traitor. Oh, so they're specifically after me. Okay. Well, that's fun, Yardak. Yeah, I love my fan club. I was thinking about calling Union to see if we could get some backup, but if it's personal, you want me to? 
as of now, I mean, there's we haven't even seen anything, so I guess we shouldn't call on the cavalry just yet. Yeah, yeah, fuck them. Ruby wouldn't necessarily recognize that this is Yardamo, even if you like mentioned him, right? I mean, it's an Atlantean, and I'm acting like I know him, and I mean, you haven't met any others, but... Yeah. Hi, I'm Visual Aid. Do you, like, go to give a handshake? Yeah, I, I go to a handshake, see if, he, see if he knows what that is. I mean, he has hands. I think it was established that Atlanteans don't have handshakes. Like, it's not, like, part of their culture. I mean, it's not, but, like, I, he can, like, understand if, like, a hand is, like, put out to him, I guess. I think it's also going to be, I feel like you might have mentioned it as, like, a weird human thing. Yeah, so he he extends his and gives you a handshake. Yes, I'm apologies. I'm Yaradamo, Atlantean Atlantean Army. Here's the thing. has he mentioned Yaradamo and do I know that like ooh this is I have, yeah, multiple times. It's just we never like done anything with it. So I think Ruby looks at him and like looks at Yaradactor's files like, ooh, as like, good job, he's cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like hella ripped. Hey. I would also like to give Yardak the ooh, good job look. <laughs> I think maybe you see Ruby give it and you're like, ooh, wait, there's something here. I'm just imagining, like, the situation of, like, Yardak looking up at Ruby, Ruby giving them, like, the oh, yeah, and Yardak being like, yeah, looking over at me, seeing the same thing and being like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> he wears a fairly similar, like, uh, color-wise, it's a very similar outfit to Yardak, so, like, kind of the blues and the and the kind of, what is it, like, kind of a goldish? Yeah, it was, like, like blues and greens and golds. Yeah, more of almost like a, like a tank top instead of, like, a normal shirt. And he has, like, not, like, a a satchel. That's the word I'm looking for. Indiana Jones carries one. Yes, exactly like Indiana Jones. <laughs> and I would imagine, and I, I, in terms of like description, chiseled, like I would imagine like uh, Zach Efron. I will repeat, good job after he, that he looks like Zach Efron. He's Zach Efron with gills. I'm not in a Zach Efron, but I feel like Laserhawk would totally be in a Zach Efron. So yeah, good on you, buddy. So anyway, yeah, you introduce yourself. He introduces himself, and he turns to you. And I'm sorry, I'm we haven't met either. Laser Hawk, pleasure to meet you. Likewise. You have... Is there anywhere that we can convene? Prepare? Laser Hunt's right up the road. Yes, yeah, so it'd be quicker to go there than to go to my little cave. Well, for everybody. Because me and him could just swim to my cave, but... I uh, turned the Yaradamo and, uh... I don't know what kind of place you're used to occupying, but I'll let you know now. It's a fucking dump. <laughs> I mean, it's going to have a smashed-in skylight and a smashed-in window. <laughs> oh, fuck, that's right. Shit. It's been like a month, so I guess it is worth asking, did Laserhawk get that taken care of, or is it, like, boarded up? I, I don't know. Are you going to make me roll for home renovation? <laughs> <laughs> well, I sure am now. Well, then it's boarded up. It is fine. I I, I don't believe we will, we will have much time to prepare. So this is like a tonight kind of thing. Great! To the van, I guess? <sighs> It's a visual mobile. Ruby, roll a vehicle check. Um, because I chose the wrong hobbies for my skill set. Fourteen. So the road that you take to get from like the docks to the laser hut, it goes right along the water. Oh no! You see a giant wave, almost like a tendril, come up out of the water and almost come down on the road in front of you. And you do like one of those screeching halts, turn the van, and it just splashes and smashes a bunch of. There was like a bus stop, and it just smashed up all the glass and wood. Ah! Stay away from my car! I just replaced the windshield. Poor van is taking a beating. No more fights by the car. 
I'm gonna go directly against uh, Rachel's wishes. <laughs> what the fuck? Just for flavor tax reasons, can we say that Yardak and uh, Yaradama are in the backseat and I'm shotgun? Sure. Cool. In that case, I am going to, like, hop out of the passenger seat window, jump on top of the car, and just have a solar shotgun ready to go. Alright, I'm gonna want you to roll an acrobatics check, then. Okay, I mean, I have a 17 in acrobatics, so if I fuck this up, like... You're trying to do a- you're trying to do, like, a spin flip out of a moving car. Well, I got a 32. Yeah, you do a spin flip out of a moving car. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine you were doing it, like, while the wave was coming down. Yeah, just as it finally comes to a halt is, like, when I extend my arms with the thing just ready to go. And in a less dramatic fashion, Yaradamo and I jump out of the side. I can't jump out of the car because I'm the one moving it? True. Is there, like, a side street I can go down and leave the van there to, and then run back to join everyone? <laughs> She's just desperately trying to protect this van. Look! Last I checked, Union doesn't pay us. Yeah. I'm gonna put a penalty of some kind on your initiative roll here, I think. But I'm gonna let you try to, like, from the perspective of the others, you just take off. I'm on top of your car! What are you doing? Fine! Oh god, I'll just, I'll just pull over then. Ugh. <laughs> I forgot the laser hawk was on the roof that quickly. Fine, I guess I'll jump out, gra- grab the keys for the ignition. I don't know. I don't know how safe it is by the docks. Uh, keep in mind, right now, like people saw this wave coming, and all of a sudden you hear like some screaming, and you see people running. Oh, we're in the public! Yay! I can finally use my public voice. Can I, before I get out of the van, can I just try and call Union and be like? There's a situation, we're trying to get it handled, but there might be civilians that need help. You can try to make a phone call, but you're going to be also, like, you may potentially be interrupted. Okay. No one's rolled a perception check first, huh? Text message. Text message. Also, I'm rolling that perception check now. I'm sending a text message to Agent uh, Agent Kevin Lewis and be like, there's a situation by the docks where we're on it, but there are civilians here that might need help. And I... I'm making a sword right now. All right. I'm going to say that you had time to do that and that everyone else had time to like Yardama pulls out his own water from his satchel and like surrounds his arms in like a, a layer of water. I also totally roll the 20 on perception. Okay. Well, you're actually on top of the car. So this also makes sense that you'll see this first. I kind of figured there's like a bit of a drop, you know, at the guardrail against the side and then it like drops down and like water's probably 20 feet below. When you look over the edge from the top of the vehicle, you see some heads that are rising up. Uh Uh-oh. Just straight up. Those are the ugliest fucking manatees I've ever seen. And you see four Atlanteans. I also just want to make a a note to the record that as we hear the phrase, the ugliest fucking manatees, Yardamo and I both turn our heads to Laserhawk and go, what the fuck? Yeah, I was also thinking that. I look down at you and I'm like, my bad. For the record, Ruby is joining it to be, what the fuck, look? <laughs> there's, there's homies coming. You see four Atlanteans rising with, with a platform of water beneath them. Ah, the Atlantean motorcycle. And suddenly they jump off the platform, just off over the guardrail, onto the road. Uh, and suddenly the platform of water twists and turns and lands on the ground and forms into another Atlantean. What? Huh? Okay. Can you do that? No. Can I roll an intimidation check? I feel like they're not going to be intimidated. I can give it a try. I just put a bunch of points in it, so I feel like I should give it a go. Yes, you can try to make an intimidation check if you would like. 
All right, let's go ahead and roll that. Oh, that's a 30. 15 plus 15. Thank you, Math, for being easy this time. What do you do to try to intimidate them? I mean, my hands are already glowing, pointed right at them, so I'm gonna kind of grumble. All right, who the fuck are you? And the one that, that mutated from water into Atlantean, he's wearing kind of like a long, flowing, almost robe, again, in a similar color and style to the clothing that Yardak and Yardama wears. What an interesting light show, land dweller. Uh, let me promise you, buddy, it gets a lot cooler. Indeed. But we are not here for you. Me, why are you here? Quit dancing around the question. Yeah, I know, I heard you're here for me. You do your people a great disservice, Yardak. How so? Living here among these humans. Yeah, and you do your people a great disservice by looking like a bum-ass Liberace. And people complain that, that I make references that people aren't going to get. There's no way they know who Liberace is. Also, for reference, you're approximately halfway like between the docks and the laser hut. So what's your issue with these land dwellers, as you call them? Our people were a great and mighty empire once. You should seek to further our cause, not make peace with those who live above us. Yeah, we were once a great and powerful nation, but do you not remember the Great Wave and what happened after the fact? We were all land dwellers, once. Do not lecture me about, about the Great Wave. You seek peace, we seek to rule them. They're already above you. Damn! That is most disappointing to hear. And suddenly, he mutates back into water, and the robe kind of just flows off of him, revealing armor beneath it. And then the water begins to expand, forming essentially a large armored water goliath. Oh, okay, I, I don't like that, but, um... Never fought one of these before. Interesting. Is it considered bad form and or potentially evil if he were to go, like, all watery again, and then I use my water abilities to go and take him apart? You can try. Didn't know if that would be considered evil or smart or both. I'll let you do that, and then we're gonna have everyone roll initiative. Just sheer desperation. Okay, 14, and the water is 10, so 24. Yes, you reach forward, and you just feel complete resistance. Like, there's the water does not even move an inch. 16. 17. 28. And to give you an idea of who all you're fighting, it's five Atlanteans, three men and two women. Mm-hmm. One of them just looks like a pretty standard like Atlantean soldier, like very similarly dressed to Yardamo. Mm-hmm. One of them, I would say that their outfit is closer to Yardax, you know, it's like pants and a shirt, but you also notice that there are a lot more tattoos along his arm, both of his arms. Mm, tough guy, huh? And then there is one uh, that is holding, for lack of a better term, like two shurikens looking items. Ooh. And they seem to have like a sort of almost like electrical pulse to them. Don't like that. Not a fan. And then lastly, one that appears to have, looks more like a spear gun. Mm. And so, Laserhawk, what do you do? I mean, I've already got a solo shotgun cocked and ready to go, so I'm going to aim at Harpoon Boy, and uh, I'm going to shoot him. 23, with a DC of 24. Uh, And you said it was a solo shotgun, right? Yep. Yeah, so it definitely hits. Uh, He takes that right to the chest. Hear him like, uh, like, and like wince in pain, and like you can see, like a big circle of singe mark eating through 
his shirt, but he's still standing. Three things to keep in mind about the land, buddy. The grass is green, the sky is blue, and Laserhawk rules ass. Were you still on top of the van at this point? Yes. Okay, do you do anything else? Uh, I guess I'll flip off of the van, land superhero style, and kind of glance up at him with, like, a threatening look. Okay, uh, make an acrobatics check. That. Uh, that's gonna be... 31. Yeah, it was super effective. You land without issue, and you're on your feet still. Booyah. After you shoot the the person with the spear gun, the water goliath, like, briefly turns down and looks towards them with their giant water body, and just, like, a, a voice reverberates from the water. Do not worry, Ulakun. You shall have revenge momentarily. Only thing you're about to have is a busted-ass chest, dog. What is everyone's dodge plus ten? Twenty. Sixteen. Twenty-one. Uh, yeah, my dodge plus ten. Everyone's gonna need to make a toughness roll, because this guy raised one giant arm, formed basically a hammer, and swiped it across the lot of you. Oh, okay. 32. 28. Uh, 19. Um, I have to make one for Yardamo. Alright, everyone make an additional dodge check. Like, you're gonna roll and add your dodge. Roll and add dodge. Again, 19. 9 plus 10. I wish it would have been a dodge plus 10. 15. 28. Ruby and Yardak, you're gonna take toughness check penalty. So, negative 1 to your toughness. You don't take damage, Laserhawk, but Yardak and Laserhawk are just so caught off guard, and you're both knocked prone to the ground. Yeah, that's fine. I would guess, are we all wet now? Oh, you're all wet now, yes. You're definitely wet now. Oh, and also uh, Yardamo also got knocked on his ass. I'm st- still holding my sword, and I'm just kind of looking at Laserhawk, and I just say, I guess these ones don't want to be part of our world. Jesus. Oh, but speaking of Yardama, where's he in initiative? He's last in the initiative. And also, the Goliath flows over to the right, so that the rest of them are right in front of you, except for him, who is off to your to your right now. Or sorry, I guess it would be your left. The body doesn't even walk, the water just, like, slithers. Okay. Let's slither my foot in his ass. You might not like him, but he uh, definitely has style. So the next one that goes is the one with the shurikens. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck, those are electrifying, and we're wet now. Shit. Don't remind him. Well, they had, like, an electric pulse to them, is what you saw. Like, a, kind of a blue pulsating feature to them. Yardak, what is your dodge plus ten again? Twenty. And make a uh, will save. Ooh, will? Oh, that's not something I've done often. Oh, hell yeah, though. I rolled an eighteen plus six is twenty-four. For a brief moment, because they didn't actually hit you, they hit the ground near you. Mm-hmm. And for a brief moment, you felt like a pulse from them. And in that brief moment, it went away like you resisted it. You did not feel any connection with the water. No thanks. Uh Uh-uh. Because remember, they didn't actually touch you. They just hit on the ground near you. Yeah, and if I felt the water connection go away, best believe I yeeted the fuck out of myself. All right, so yeah, I'll imagine that you, like, backed up just a little bit. But of course, it's not your turn, so, like... But I'm very much a, oh, fuck. The one with, like, the tattoos... Mm Mm-hmm just sort of uh, lunges forward, because they're not that far away from you, you know, there's not a- the road itself is not huge. Mm -hmm. And he tackles Yaradamo. Is he already on the ground? 
Uh, sorry, yeah, you're right. Yardamo is on the ground. He actually, yeah, he does like tackle onto him, and they. Well, let's find out. Yeah. Um. So like he tackles into him, and they slide along the gravel. Ooh, road rash. Yeah, he just basically runs and tackles him, and now he's slid him away. Like, I'd say they're about, like, ten feet away from the rest of you now. I imagine you were all kind of in a line formation. Yeah, for the most part. And yeah, so he just, like, tackles him and slides with him away from you. This is when the soldier-looking one reaches forward with some water and throws it out. Roll a strength check. 25. He wasn't able to, like, he, like, tried to move you, but he couldn't. But you do feel, like, constricted by the tentacles of water that he's holding out. I want to say thanks for the hug. Laserhawk? Sup? The one who you just singed with your solar shotgun shoots a spear gun at you. Oh, great. And I'm on the ground. So, actually, this is good because this works in your favor. Oh, thank goodness. Being prone actually gets negative against ranged attacks towards you. Oh, thank God. What is your um, dodge plus 10? 16. <sighs> yeah, he hit you in the leg, actually. Ow. Fuck. And this, uh, this spear just pierces right through. That's gross. And make a fortitude check. 25. So a surge of electricity comes through the line, but you are like, you've been through your, your set of, uh, of problems. Um, but you're, you're, it doesn't give any additional damage to you. Oh, so it's, uh, not just like a, like a thing that came out. It has a chain attached to it. Correct. Oh, that, like that even less. All right. (laughs) I'm gonna kick your ass. And so now it is Yardak's turn who starts his turn on the ground. Uh, also constricted. So you're going to have to do a, a strength check to try to get out of the grasp. Is that considered my action? So that is actually your move action, then. Does that count? Does that mean I can't stand, then? Uh, you can use your standard action to stand up. Ew. Or you can do an acrobatics check with a DC of 20, but if you fail, you're still on the ground. One sec. So first you have to do the check to get out of the grasp. Okay. 16 plus 8 is 24. How do you break free? Well, I'm on the ground, so like I feel like my arms are kind of like like extra, like Wakanda style over my chest. <laughs> and then just kind of like Wakanda forever out of that shit. All right. So yeah, you just release your arms and it just, the water like goes, goes flying away from you. I imagine it was like probably like a combination of like your water, your own water control, pushing it away. Mm. And then I can use an acrobatic check to stand. Yep. DC of 20. Okay. I didn't stand. Um, that does not count as an action, but you can either use your, standard action to stand or something else i don't want to use my standard action to stand i can wait till the next round but because i can't really see but i want to make a big wave like as big as i can and just kind of try to smash whoever i can with it so like all of them you're trying to hit all of them because you can hit up to five people with multi-attack well you said water boy went to the side where are the other people now yeah so the water goliath is off to your left what was it? The, the soldier guy just tackled into Yardano, so they're kind of behind you. Um, and then the other three are all still in a line. Okay, a minus three is way more acceptable than a minus five. So, yeah, we're going to try to hit these other three dudes. Roll, roll three attack checks with a negative three on each. Negative three, so... 17 plus seven. Okay, 24. 15. Okay, it's 24, 15, 
and oh, another twenty-four. All right, what's your DC? Twenty-five. The guy with the tattoos, I would say, like, kind of like steadied himself when he saw the wave coming, and the other two were not able to in time. So the one with the shuriken was actually like knocked on his ass. Yeah, went off to the side. Uh, which way was this wave coming from? From your perspective, the wave was like coming and like cresting behind them and smashed into them. Okay, so then that pushes the shuriken guy like on his ass, but kind of like floats him towards you a little bit. Ooh, okay, within striking range. Same thing for the one with the spear gun, which kind of uh, loosens the uh, the slack on the on the gun and the, and the spear itself. It was like a taut line, like a like a fishing line, and now he's like you know unexpectedly pushed forward. Yeah, this sucks a little less. All right, actually, it is Ruby's turn then. Nice. So is the one of the shuriken, is he close enough that I could get him with the sword? If you move towards him, like, he's like, you know, basically moved about halfway in between. Stab him in the chest. You read my mind. <laughs> oh. Actually, I was more thinking a less vital organ. Of course, I don't, I don't know where their organs are. Maybe I, maybe if I go for his stomach, I'm stabbing his heart. Who knows? Hey, hey, Rachel, you want to do me a favor? Hmm. Can you stab this fucking asshole in the leg? And leave the sword in there, so one of these dickheads can understand what it's like to be laser hawk right now. But I, but I need the sword to stab other people. Okay, if you would stab him in the leg, that would really mean a lot to me. I'll stab him in the leg. Okay, I'll stab him in the leg. Like you're a good friend. You're a good friend. I'll stab him specifically for laser hawk. Instead of an eye for an eye, a sad leg for a sad leg. Chapter thirty-three: Friendship by Leg Wounds. Roll an attack check with your sword. Nat 20! Holy shit. Oh god. Fuck this guy's leg. What is the DC on that normally? 19. Critical hit. There is three options available. You can do a plus five to your rank, your effect rank, your damage in this case. You can add an additional, either an additional damage check of 15 or a resistance of another kind of 10 for an alternate effect. You can do an alternate effect, like instead of doing damage, it does something else to him. Yeah, um... I'm leaning towards adding plus five to the damage. Okay. The only thing I would just say to consider is the alternative, like I said, is an additional uh, damage check, which means if he fails both, he gets negative two penalty. Um, what would you, what do you, like my other players, what do you, what do you think? I'm not going to lie to negative two penalty sounds kind of dope. But that's only if he fails it. And it's only a 15 that he has to beat. I am going, I'm leaning towards adding damage. Oh, okay. So now it's going to be a DC of uh, 24. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, describe to me what this looks like. Ruby just kind of runs up and, like, I'm trying to think of, like, the motion. I'm imagining, like, the exact opposite of when you, like, are pulling, like, a sword out of something. Ruby's just, like, downward motion, just, like, stabs into his leg. She's opposite King Arthuring? Yes, basically. I'm opposite King Arthuring. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking too, but I didn't know if that made sense to anybody else. <laughs> I'm glad to know my players are on the same wavelength. <laughs> yeah, you stab this guy, and the sword embeds in the ground. Oh shit! Guess it's staying there. He tries to move, and he just starts slicing his own leg open. And as he does that, I'm going to yell, "I bet you wish you had a lady of the leg." Again, they won't get that reference. I'm surprised that Yardak gets that reference. He does that, realizes what he's doing, screams, and passes out. Hell yeah! Laserhawk laughs. 
I I turn to Laser Hawk and say, I guess he was uh making himself into sushi there. <laughs> Doesn't look like he had a leg to stand on, kid. Hey. So for the record, my sword the sword is stuck in the in the ground, right? Uh yeah, but I will say if you want to use the remainder of your move action to remove it from the ground, basically. Yes, I would like my sword back. That's fair. Yes, now I'm King Arthuring. God. Oh. The ruby giveth and the ruby taketh away. I'm going to, like, pull it out and be like, I think I'm the king of England now. And when you pull it out, also, like, a spattering of blood goes goes all over the guy. I do believe that you're going to need to bleach that dress, my liege. Okay, uh, so it is Yaradamo's turn. Yeah, Yaradamo, the guy who had tackled into him, he kicks him off. Mm-hmm. Like, brings his legs up and, like, thrusts him really far away. And then... Kips himself right up onto his feet. He's going to try to attack the soldier guy who attacked him. Ooh, yep. He definitely hits. Uh, he creates like a solid blade and just swipes it at the guy. Fuck it up, Linda. The guy gets a slice along the abdomen, uh, but he's still standing. That was Yardama's turn. It would be Laserhawk's turn. But suddenly the Goliath bellows enough and sends out a wave at all of you. And it pushes you guys to the ground and like you're momentarily disoriented. When you come back to a moment later, they are all gone. Oh, is the harpoon gone? That's kind of my top concern. The harpoon gun is still there. But the guy who was holding it is gone. They realized they were outmatched and they fucking turned tail like little baby ass bitches. They didn't take Yardama with them, right? Correct. Yeah, the four of you are remaining still with the van. Van is fine. Good. But all of a sudden you hear the voice again. If you love this city so much, perhaps it should sink as well. Hey out there. Finally, a deep dive, pun entirely intended, into Atlantis. Uh, Particularly some Atlanteans who aren't Yardak. So we are on the tail end now of season one, and I would really love to hear feedback about the show. So if you are hearing this, please try leaving us a review on podchaser.com, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast app of choice if they offer review options. We might even read your review in a future episode. That being said, I'm also working on a survey of sorts to go a little more in-depth to what people did and did not like about this first season. But for now, let's get back to the game. So, hey, as fun and cryptic as that was, Yardak, can you give me a hand with a small little problem I have? Yeah, you got it, pal. Thank you. It's gonna suck, but... Can I do the ripping out of the harpoon and then just have Yardak fix me up, since that's more badass? Ruby is going to lift the sword that I assume is covered in blood, goes away. (laughs) See, I imagine that she does something like this, like, clap, it's gone, and then clap, I've got another one. Oh, yes, Okay, but I just realized I don't think Yardamo knows what my powers are, but I'm going to turn to him and be like, it's a good thing I don't need to learn how to clean these and just do the, the thing that you just suggested. Uh, are you going to make me roll anything when I rip this son of a bitch out of my leg? Like a fortitude or something? No, but I am going to make Yardak roll another uh, healing check. Before I rip it out of my leg, I'm going to mumble. Nice to know some of us are doing magic tricks. Yoink! <laughs> And then I assume that Yardak will attempt to heal him. Yep. 
15 plus 10 is 25. Do I... So I still have negative 1 to toughness, right? Correct. So what size coin can I fit through my leg right now? Do I gotta turn a dime sideways, or can I fit the whole half dollar in? No. <laughs> God. Uh, no, he, he he healed the leg entirely, so you're gonna lose the negative 1 and the, and the movement. <sighs> nope. Don't like that. That sucked. Thank you. No problem. Just don't uh, get shot again. You know, bud? It's not like I'm doing it on purpose. Everyone make a perception check. Eight, twelve altogether. Why the fuck didn't I put points in perception? Twenty-three. Seventeen. Yeah, you all hear this. It's not that far away, but it's it takes a little bit till you really can hear it. But you hear the sound of, like, a jet incoming. And you look up and you see a Union Vulture class ship, which is a vertical takeoff and landing ship. And it hovers like right above you and then turns into landing mode and just drops straight down slowly like it doesn't just crash. Damn, they didn't miss pulling out any of the stops, did they? Couldn't use them a harpoon in the leg ago. Out of it comes Agent Kevin Lewis, Agent Alan Rickard, and a couple uh, ones that you don't recognize uh, in like SWAT gear. Oh, I'm right away, I'm going to be like, all the Atlanteans left here are on our side? Don't worry, these Atlanteans are on our eye side. Wait, what now? And Lewis just looks at you and goes, what the hell is going on here? Well, apparently I have some sort of bounty on my head or something because these five chuckle fucks decided to come up out of the water and start some shit. He jerks his head over, who's this? Uh, this here is actually Yardamo. I know him from Atlantis. We are, uh, we're close. Kevin Lewis gives, like, a curt nod to Yardamo. Rickard, like, comes over to you. Ruby, are you, Ruby, you alright? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, uh, Yardak had to heal, uh, Laserhawk first, uh. You know, never mind the bloody harpoon next to me. I, I was, I was, I was like, that was kind of in his leg? He grimaces. But I managed to stab one of them in the leg, so, you know, I guess leg for a leg. Everything comes around, goes around, I guess. <laughs> Someone want to help me up? I've got a hell of a Charlie horse. Lewis reaches down and offers his arm to you. They kind of ran off. There was this weird Goliath-looking one, but, like, his armor was made of water, which, like, can you- Then I turned, I was like, for the record, you can't do that, right? Uh, as of now, no. I have the Force Shield, but that's about it. Hey, Arnak, you should learn how to do that. That, that. that was pretty neat, I gotta be honest. It's next on my fucking list. This was one thing I was looking forward to about this episode. I was like, oh man, I'm gonna introduce a whole bunch of ideas for things that Dan can do someday. Right, I'm gonna power stunts so hard, I'm gonna become the fucking moon. That's rough, buddy. Uh, Lewis offers an arm to you, Laserhawk, to help you up. Uh, I take it, and for flavor text purposes, I'm gonna say that I'm using the still bloody harpoon to, like, kind of lean on, because... My legs, like, not wholly anymore, but I can't imagine that it feels very good to stand on at the moment. Alright, do you think, are they coming back? Like, what? Well, they made a threat about flooding the city, so I'm gonna go on the limb and assume, yeah, yeah, they're probably coming back. So, sorry about the attitude, I'm just a little grumpy right now. Fair, I'm gonna say, hey, Yardak, can, would you mind giving me a quick heal in case we have to fight again soon? Yeah, we should all get get ourselves topped off as best we can right now. Mm-hmm. Since her damage was fairly minor, I'm just going to let you say that you healed her. Yeah, I mean, we, me and her um, both have just minus one. Um, Yardamo heals himself. Kevin Lewis looks at you, Yardak. I'm going to defer to you. What do you think our next course of action should be? 
Well, I mean, they're in the ocean. We can't really... Tracking them would be next to impossible, uh, other than waiting for them to strike. Um, I'm kind of at a loss. They could appear at any time. Um, if that's the case, we can attempt to use some of our sensors at Echo Base, maybe recalibrate them potentially for, for tracking purposes. Mm-hmm. Hang on. You guys mean to tell me that you know that there's stuff that exists in the water and you don't have, like, a sonar system? Not a dedicated one in Riverside, but again, we can attempt to adjust our existing satellites and sensors to maybe pick up on the right the right frequencies. Look, I don't mean to tell you guys how to spend your money, but that might be worth investing in in the future. To be fair, Laserhawk, we never expected to have to fight Atlanteans. All right, you got me there, Lewis. Let alone to have them focus on this city in particular. No, no, you're right, you're right. That's fair. We that It is admittedly something we may have to reevaluate for the future. All right, guys, let's put our dicks away and let's figure out what we can do. Lewis points towards the vulture and says, shall we take this back? I was like, if we, if we take that, what should I do with this? And I use my head to gesture over to the van. He turns around and talks to one of the uh, other agents. Or how big's your van? Probably about like 10 by 15. Something. I mean, it's slightly bigger than like a minivan, but it's not like... You got much equipment in there right now? I'm going to say no, there's not camera equipment in there right now. It should be just on the on the right weight limit that we can hook it up to the VTOL and fly it over. Ooh. Hey, cool. Wheels in the wind. Okay, that's neat. Yeah, cool. He gestures for you all to get in, uh, and as he's doing that, the other two guys that are with him were like basically grabbing some chains and connecting it to the frame. It starts to take off. The chains basically leave the van right, like, hovering underneath it. Mm-hmm. Just for the record, I'm keeping that fucking harpoon. I'm hanging out on my wall. Speaking of which, it's worth asking, what did you do? Anything to survey the area? Or did you take the gun, for that matter? I know you're taking the harpoon. I might as well take the gun, too. Some Atlantean weaponry? Mm-hmm. Everything else I don't give a shit about. That's on you guys. I'm assuming that Union's gonna want it, but that harpoon gun's mine. Are the shurikens still there? They are. I'm gonna pick up those motherfuckers, let me tell you what. Alright. I'm gonna take that to... No, not Lydia. Frank Dunlap? Yeah, I'm gonna take it into Frank. So you take off in the VTOL, Ruby's van trailing underneath, and you take off westward to the other side of the city. Are we flying over the water? Yeah, the vast majority is land. Okay. So the VTOL lands, like, it actually lands a little bit outside of Echo Base on the street to let you all out. How does the landing work with my van? Uh, so basically, it drops down till the van's on the ground and then inches itself forward until it's not on, on top of the van anymore and comes down to the ground. Okay. And they let you all off and they disconnect the chains. It takes off and goes and lands on the second floor. I still don't know how I feel about Union as a whole, but that was me. <laughs> yeah, and then the rest of them, like, lead you back inside. And Frank actually, like, meets you all there. Hey, guys, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. We, the Atlanteans, the people we were fighting got away, so we gotta be prepared. Yeah, and, uh, I do have a question, uh, and I wanna, cause there was two, but I wanna show, uh, him one of the shurikens and say, like, and what the fuck is this? Just as you go to say that, Yardama pulls you aside. What's up? What? You can't, you can't show them our technology. I mean, you saw what it did. Like, if they can find a way to take away any kind of water ability that I have, then what are we going to fight them with? I... I don't know, but this... Yardak, this is Atlantean technology. This is our people's. You're right about that, and I... I 
I don't want to just have it be common knowledge, but if they're trying to start a war, then I mean, if and what what if we can't fight the war? Then what? I don't know. I just know that that the king would not approve, and you speak for him here on land. Yeah, you're right, Yardamo. So what I'll do is wait until we're not in front of people and use the shell phone to call. Uh, what's Yarkaven? Yarkaven, yeah. Yeah. So the fucking wise, bud. Oh, that's uh, that's a male name as Yar, and the uh, females uh, names again with Ula. Oh, I didn't know that. That's actually really cool. I'm gonna stop making fun of you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no need to be a Yar dick about it. <laughs> oh. And so Frank just goes, "What? What do you want to show me?" Actually, let me get back to you on that. I want to check with that contact in Atlantis first, and then I'll debrief you. Sure, sure. Lewis in his message said something about recalibrating the sensors. Yeah, uh, they. We thought we had a leg up in battle, and and we had one leg down in battle. Fuck off. <laughs> I, I like that one. Um, but then uh, they hit us with a big wave, and then by the time we were reoriented, they had disappeared back into the ocean. And they literally have the whole world to hide, so we need any kind of tracking capabilities that you have at hand to find them. Okay, yeah, I can, I can try and recalibrate some satellites and some sensors around the city to try to keep an eye out if anything comes up. Would one of you two, and he points to Yardak and Yardama, would one of you two be able to help me? I can use some of your uh, biosignatures to, to base that on. Uh, I think we could do that. Yeah, I'm, I was asking, he's asking one of the two of you. To go with him, I think. Oh, to go with him, like now. Yeah. Make the NPC do it. Yeah. I, I thought that at first. That was my first thought, but then I was like, he does not trust the people up here. Fair. So don't leave him with me. Yeah, I guess Yardamo can go with him. I felt like he would also have an issue with that, even though like it is literally for the greater good. Well, you could you could ask him. <laughs> you know, fair enough. Uh, so I'll turn to Yardamo. Are you okay with uh, helping Frank here uh, try to stop these guys? Yes, I, I believe it is of vital importance. If, if you prefer, I go, and I will. Uh, yeah, I do think it would really help. Um, anything at all at this point is the what we need to do to stop these guys. He goes to leave with Frank to head into Frank's engineering room, but then he turns around and he grabs you in a tight embrace. And I 100% return that. I haven't seen you in so long. I'm sorry that it had to be under these circumstances. Yeah, but you're here now. And he lets go, and he follows Frank. Now that Yardamo's out, I'm just gonna turn to him and be like, he's cute! Good job! Happy <laughs> flashbacks of my fiancé that will straight up ruin my day. <laughs> Ruby is seemingly happy with Agent Alan Rickard and does not have the trauma associated with this, so it's like, good job! Give a little fist bump. Let's be clear, Ruby has trauma, just not trauma of seeing happy couples. Yardamo and Frank leave, head into the uh, engineering bay, going through the horns. What are the lot of you doing then? Uh, who else is here? Kevin Lewis and Alan Rickard. So those two are working on some kind of tracking thing. What do you think we should be doing when they actually arrive again? When they arrive again, I think we need to be prepared for all possibilities. You said how many were there that you saw? Five. All right. There's the distinct possibility, of course, that they could split up. So we need to be prepared to possibly hit them on multiple fronts. Yeah, or the fact that there could be more. Yeah. Did, did they give you any indication of what their, of what their plan is? They said that I was betraying Atlantis and that they thought that Atlanteans were superior to humans and that they should rule them. 
And they also said something about if you love the city so much, you should. This one should dra- like go underwater too, right? Yeah, some like something like they're gonna flood it or something. All right, so we need to be prepared for potentially multiple attacks and potentially evacuations against flooding of some kind. Yardak, I know it is an issue to talk too much about Atlantis. How much do you know about Atlantis is sinking? It's actually uh, a fairly commonly contested idea in Atlantis. There are a couple ideas that people have thrown about, but even we do not completely know what the truth is about how we came to be at the bottom of the ocean. Some people say we sunk. Some people say we were born down there. You seemed thrown off by some of their abilities, their technology. Yeah, I mean, like, for the vast majority, uh, all Atlanteans have at least, like, a little bit of water manipulation abilities. But their leader was, he was in a class of his own. I was quite thrown by his gargantuan shape that he took. Could someone manipulate that much water to, to sink a city? I would very highly doubt one person could. But if he has enough followers behind him, then who knows? That It could very well happen. I'm going to go prep our teams, let them know to be ready to go at a moment's notice, get some of the vehicles ready, you know, just in case whatever may come. I'd say perhaps check in with Frank and see how their progress is going. Sounds good to me. Buckle your bootstraps and grab your snorkels. And Ricker goes to follow Lewis. He, he like just gives you like a little, just a slight arm punch. <laughs> also, I imagine Rickard was like out and like in the world for a while. He wasn't at a base. So his hair has kind of gotten shaggy, I imagine. Nice. So then is it just us three here? Yeah. I guess we should go see uh, if Frank has made any progress. Yeah, let's see what the kind of hell Yardam was wreaking upon him. You make your way through the horns up into the engineering bay. And you walk in, and basically Yardama is like on like a table, and there's just like a green scanner going above him. So Frank, uh, you find anything? Any ways to track these guys? Not yet. We're just about done with uh, with our scans. I'm calling Sloan down for ass- some assistance on the biological front. Mm. And all of a sudden, the elevator door opens, and there is Doctor Sloan Matthews. Hey, 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 you guys. Hey, Sloan. Sup. Hopefully, your day has been less interesting since the last time we saw you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, pretty normal day, you know, just cataloging files, doing some research, and then this happens, so makes the day go by quicker, I imagine. What's going on? We gotta scan an Atlantean, figure out how to track an Atlantean? Yep. And he goes over and looks, starts looking over Frank's scans, and is, like, typing in. Yardamo is, like, letting himself down from the, from the table. And Yardamo looks at you, Yardak, and says, interesting friends you have here. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're good men, uh, closer with some than others, but... You can trust these guys. If you trust them, I trust them. Do you perhaps want to make that call? Yeah, uh, um, I'll say yes, you're right. Uh, and then going to turn to the room and say, uh, Yara, Damo, and I will be back in a bit. Uh, we have a call to make. Okay. Yara, follows you, I imagine. Are you going into the horns, I guess? I'm trying to think like other places. There's the horns, or you can go out into the hallway. Um, oh, I kind of thought of, like, we were just going to go, like, completely outside. I mean, I don't think they're going to be listening in, but, like, uh, I was, like, thinking, like, Yardam will be, like, real paranoid. But if he's not, then, yeah, we can just, like, find a hallway and or, like, a, an empty room. Again, like, the two places that are adjacent to that are either the hall, or, sorry, three places. The three places adjacent to the engineering are the horns, the hallway, or the elevator. Uh, I guess just, like, out in the hallway, we'll find, like, go down a ways. 
Okay. Remember, this is the hallway that connects engineering to the front lobby. So it's like pretty much just a long stretch of hallway with nothing really there. It's just, you know, there's not a lot of traffic or anything. Okay. Um, and what are you doing? Take out my, uh, <laughs> Ripplecom is what we called it. Yeah, the Ripplecom, the actual name for it. Jesus. So I take out the Ripplecom and give a call to Yarkhaven. The little water hologram forms, and moments later, uh, you are seeing the king, and Yardama gives like a little bow. So one, you're probably wondering why I'm calling, and two, why Yardama was here. Yes, I... We found evidence of an attack. Yardamo, why didn't you check in? Uh, and Yardamo says, I was attacked and had to get to Riverside right away. Yarkaven looks back to you and says, what in blazes is going on up there? Well, if it wasn't for Yardamo, we probably wouldn't have fared as well as we did with the fight that we just had. We found him uh, struggling out of the water, and he told us that there was someone coming. And... Not ten minutes later, as we were uh, leaving the area, we were assaulted by five Atlanteans. Uh, some had uh, tech that I didn't know that it took away my water powers. And and when you say that, Yarkaven's eyes grow wide. Yeah, and one was uh, able to have this gargantuan shape that he took and was able to dissolve into water like Ula Brin. And it... Uh, it could have gone so bad so quick, but we uh, did not even one. They just, they left and told us that they'd be back. What did, before he took on the gargantuan shape, what, what, what did he look like? Uh, he had robes, not too far. unlike yours. Wait, he could transform into water, had robes and formed himself into a gargantuan shape. Yeah. I know this man. That is Yardane. He formed a splinter group. Yarkaven looks towards Yardama and says, Apologies, friend, but can you give me and Yardak a moment alone? And Yardamo just like sort of nods and, and goes back into the engineering room. Uh, okay, uh, he has stepped away. I am trying not to let the word out as it is. It will not be helpful for morale. Things are not going well, Yardak. When I said a splinter group, I mean, essentially additional groups have formed against us. So this isn't the original insurgent group? No, they're, we're still dealing with them as well. I thought when you captured Yartrav, it would put a stop to that, remove the head. But it continues on with them, and now these additional groups all vying for control. If one was enough, having two groups, and then who knows if they're going to fight each other or help each other. or That's even more fronts we have to fight on. Yes, indeed. It's I, Again, I did not want to lay this on you, but Yardane poses a great threat. He... He was a great leader in the Prime Church of the Tidal Wave. Do you have any information on the church? The church itself denounced him, but he's still leading this insurgency. He says it's time for Atlantis to, to rise up and take back the surface world. <sighs> Water supremacists. And one of his followers, uh, companions, I, I don't know what to call them, uh, she had these shuriken, and I hold them up to him, and... When she threw them and they landed at my feet, they, I felt them taking away my ability to control water. And if I don't have that, then what hope do we have of fighting them? It seems... This is what I feared. Yardane studied uh, along with the church and learned dark magics. It sounds as though he is harnessing these magics into objects now. So this isn't Atlantean tech? 
it's magic. In the way that most of our technology is is forged, it's a little of both, I suppose. But but I had never heard of this ability being, you know, it was rare to begin with. Uh, you know, I have met with Ula Bryn to get to get insight into this, but it was so rare I'd never heard of it being infused into an into an object. You will need your friends more than ever now. Yeah, we're doing what we can to plan to protect as much of the city as we can to start evacuating people if we need to. We just started trying to develop a way to track them. Do you have any ideas? No, but wait, why why evacuate the city? As he left, he said, if you love this city so much, maybe it should sink too. I have no direct insights for you on this, Yardak. But know this, as a great mage, he may be able to do abilities far beyond a normal Atlantean. If he means to sink this city, you are all in danger. Um, you should ask if you could bring your special star to show and tell. <laughs> yes. Do you think it would be wise to show a few of my people who also develop their own tech this shuriken? I know uh, we don't want people to get hands on things that could potentially hurt us, but uh, so far they've been very trustworthy people, and uh, at this point I believe all they want to do is help. Roll persuasion. Eight is 15. So 16. You believe them trustworthy? So far, they uh, a few of us have almost died without their help. You are my ambassador. I will follow your guidance. Proceed as needed. Okay. I mean, it's, we're not just going to open the doors, but I think this one thing, especially something as important as something that could take away my water abilities, is just too big a threat to just bypass. I understand the threat. But that is also why I worry about giving it to others. I'll talk to them, and if once we get rid of this threat, they might be okay with destroying whatever we have created, and so that it won't then be turned upon us in Atlantis. Sorry, sorry, he nods to this. Uh, before you go, with his ability to dissolve into water like Ula Bryn, might you be able to arrange another meeting for us? I will see what I can arrange, but I know for certain she would not be able to make it there anytime immediately. Okay. Yeah, any information I can either get from her or that you can get from her and give to me, and anything helps. All right. Good luck to you, my young friend. Thanks. We'll need it. And he nods and he ends the call. Before we go back, before you go back inside, I actually want to jump inside to the point where Yaradama walked back in the room. Mm. Bit of interaction between Laserhawk, Visual Aid, Yaradamo. And then I guess what, Sloan and Frank are in there too. Yeah, I'm going to say that maybe Sloan, Frank, and I were talking about Space Cadet. Oh, hell yeah. And that's what Yaradamo is walking back into. Wait, how did how did Laserhawk feel about this? I'm still sitting here thinking about my dead fiance. Okay. Angst. And that's when Sloan is like, yeah, yeah, whenever the, I think the next convention is supposed to be another one, like some kind of small one, like, like a tiny little fan-made one. I think it's going to be, well, it's October. I think it's going to be like in January. Yeah, we should definitely try and go there. The fan ones can be really fun. You get less guests, but the ones you do get, you get to have more interaction with them because there's not as many like big news outlets there vying for their time. Yeah, yeah. I've been talking on different social groups with folks. Cool. I, I got to get back into the, the more social groups. I've just had a lot going on between the movie, the, the hero stuff. And at this point, when you're having that little conversation with Sloan, that's when... Yaradama walks into the room. So? Hello, is everything alright? Yes, the king needed a moment alone with Yardak. Oh, that's not concerning, considering what's going on. Yes. 
Of course, I, I know they're, that he is close to the royal family. Yes, it is concerning. He mentioned, he told us of our foe, the one who could turn himself into a large creature. Oh yeah, that dickhead. How's he doing? His name is Yardane, and he is a powerful Atlantean mage. Yeah, you're a dickhead. I like the sounds of that. <laughs> Yardama looks very seriously towards Frank and says, are we any closer to being able to track them? And Frank was like listening to you and kind of chatting a little bit, but he was mostly on his computer. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> yes, your biosignature will definitely be able to help uh, move things forward. Once the ETA on that, Frankie. I'm going to be honest. Getting the biosignature to Calvary is one thing, but of course we got to make sure that we're looking in the right places. Yeah, fair. If I had to guess, it could be anywhere between, well, five minutes and five hours. <laughs> Fuck. You know, to, to scan the entire city and assuming that we don't miss anything, you know, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to make any promises I can't keep yet. No, no, that's fair. I understand, Frankie. I'm going to turn to Yaradamo and since you would know more about their battle tactics with, you know, even just using water, do you have any clue where we should start looking? The Umbrella Factory, they hate that place. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, my first thought is then this, this being a problem with this location is large bodies of water. Anywhere that they could do quick damage in, in a short period of time. Well, that whittles it down to half the city. There's an Oceanography Institute you made. There is the Oceanography Institute. That's the Oceanography Institute. What did we call it? The Daniel Oceanography Institute. Oh, thanks. No, because I told you before, it's named after Danny Ocean from Ocean's Eleven. Oh, that's right. So yeah, I'm going to have Laserhawk and Ruby both roll. Do, you have, do either of you have Streetwise? Uh, hell yeah, I do. Can you do filmmaking, space cadet, or pop culture? You know what? You have done some location scouting, so I will let you use filmmaking. Hey! Nice. Okay. I rolled shit. I hope you you're streetwise better than my filmmaking. I just rolled that twenty with a plus fifteen on streetwise, so I got a thirty-five. I know these streets. I am streets. I rolled a three to have a fourteen. What do I know? I know that I know that there's water. <laughs> Concrete from this city runs through my veins. I guess you just got here. Yeah, I know. Kind of funny how quickly I adapt. What Ruby thinks immediately is specifically spots that are that are near deep water. Paladino Ridge, north of the city, like has very deep river areas um, that could be pull, pull a lot of water from. Possibly like the spots near Riverside City University, like the campus area that has a lot of small ponds and whatnot, but also like some really deep water along the river. I was going to say, Ruby makes a piece of paper, makes a pencil, and starts writing all the places down that she thinks have deep enough water. And yeah, so you, and then there's also like the docks, you know, in the north end. And then Laserhawk, the one you kind of notice that she doesn't write down that really stands out to you is in the center of town, there's the water treatment plant, which also has like its own small like dam reservoir, but it's also like a very, very deep, deep lake. And it's pretty much in the center of town. Oh, great. So boy, wouldn't it suck if something happened to the water treatment center? Maybe we should get some guys down there. I go, ooh, that's a good one. No, that's not a good one. That's terrible. And that's probably what they're thinking. A good idea to write that down. And I... <laughs> okay, I make a rubber band to just slingshot it. <laughs> and I think it's about that time that, that Yardak was ending his call with the king. Welcome back. We're in trouble. Uh, uh, what? What do you mean? 
Wouldn't it suck if your friends attack the water treatment plant that they totally go for if I was them? It sounds like it could be a distinct possibility, and uh, even more perverse that they're going to attack the place where we're making the water pure. Moments after that, uh, while you were all saying this, Sloan was pulling up a giant map of the city on the wall and just kind of flicking little, uh, basically, digital pushpins to the different locations that were written down. Mm-hmm. That's me. Me one from the hut. And Sloan kind of nods his head. He's like, yeah, if they broke the dam, it would, it would flood a whole bunch of downtown and, and most of all of the Centennial. Uh, now why'd you have to go and say it out loud like that? And then all of a sudden, you hear a... Uh, from Frank's computer. Uh, that doesn't sound good. And he spins around, and he, he looks at his computer, and he looks back up at the map. Yeah, they're hitting all of them. Oh, fuck. I've got reports of activity down on the coast. I've got reports of it near the docks. I've got reports of it up in Paladino Ridge, and I've got reports of it at the Water Treatment Center. Water Treatment Center is going to be our top priority. That's going to hurt the most. Yeah, wherever you guys need, I'll get I'll get Lewis to send others to the other locations. Thank you. Yeah, we'll take the treatment plant. You guys go to the rest. I think, can you handle telling him now? I think we should get out there as soon as possible. Agreed. How, how are you getting there? I'll, I'll let him know that you're on your way. I guess I'll take, we'll take my van. And, uh... You got me and Yardama here. Let's uh, soup it up, don't you say? How? Hop in and find out. And I'm gonna go. Are we gonna be surfing USA? <laughs> <laughs> God, that was so cool until you said that. Let's go. Are you getting in the van, Laserhawk? Yeah, uh, yeah, shotgun. Uh, as you're leaving the building, you're seeing a rally of folks. You're seeing people getting onto different vulture crafts and taking off. You're seeing a couple SUVs full of guys like just peel out of the garage. I want to point out, I put a playlist of the Beach Boys on. And you all load into the van. What are you doing, Yardak? And what are you getting Yardama to, to assist with? So then we'll uh, get on the top of the roof and start uh, doing like the, the Tai Chi, like back and forth, waving the arms thing to get the water to come to us. And, and then once it's finally here, we kind of pull in like one like quick jerk back uh, the wave to like start to crest. And then we ride the waterway to the water treatment plant. Okay, so like the the water picks the van up into the air. Yeah, this is so cool. Benching. Chapter thirty three, beneath the surface. Masks of Mayhem uses mutants and masterminds, third edition by Green Ronin Publishing. We are not affiliated. The podcast is written, produced, and transmutated from flesh to water by myself, R.C. Byler. Masks and Mayhem is a member of the New England Podcast Consortium. Other members can be found at NewEnglandPodcasts.com. You can follow us for free forever on Apple Podcasts or your app of choice. Please leave us a review so we can hear about what you love about the show. Our official art is by Jen Evans and our branding is by AJ Solomon. Our theme music is by Cloud Road Music. Additional music credits, social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com.
how did everyone feel? My fucking leg hurts. Like, vicariously, through my character, my fucking leg hurts. I mean, it was kind of all about me, so I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was cool seeing more, like, Yardak backstory. Yeah, it felt very, like, mid-season finale. With, like, everybody, like, everything's being hit at once. And then everybody's, like, taking off. It was very, like, mid-season. We're a little further than the mid-season. I'd say this is, like, three-quarters of the season at this point. Um, so this is the mid-mid-season. Okay, the mid-mid. This is that episode before that weird break you sometimes have to take because the channel's going to play football for a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. I thought about how the last couple episodes really focused on Laserhawk and Ruby. Um, and we really hadn't had a lot of opportunity to work with to work with Yardak, especially, at least especially on the Atlantis side. Mm-hmm. I mean, in fairness, I was kind of a new character, so I had to catch up like a year and a half's worth of shit, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying it was a bad thing, but I just really, I felt like that we didn't give, there wasn't enough opportunities to, to focus on Yardak as a person. No, no I would agree. Mm-hmm. It was nice. But my concern was that I, I don't want, I hope y'all didn't feel ignored. Oh, no, not at all. Like, I'm exhausted from moving, so I was like, oh, good, it's not a Ruby episode. <laughs> How could I feel ignored when I had a harpoon in my leg? You you paid special attention to me today, RC. It's true. And I paid special attention to that other dude's leg. Was there anything that you did not enjoy or like about today's episode? The harpoon in my leg, RC. Aside from the mean things that happened to you. (laughs) (laughs) No? And it felt like it was, like, quick. What'd you guys think of the enemies? I dig them. They were cool. It It was cool seeing other people get to use some of the water power. And the fact that like they were all individual enemies, and it wasn't just here's five grunts. Yeah, but yeah, no, I uh, I spent a lot of time. I went and watched like clips from Atlantis: The Lost Empire, and I went and like like a lot of different characters, uh, Young Justice, like I was, or just different shows that involve water avatar. And I was just looking for different ways of like how water can be used, or how a society that lives underwater would learn to you know use. And especially the fact that you know we had hit on it before with Ula Bryn, but the fact that like. You know, Atlanteans are technically using, like, magic. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, it makes sense that there would be, like, sigils and shit that would un- un- that would stop water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It checks out. And then also, like, a giant sp- harpoon gun that electrifies things. Yeah, why not? Yeah, great, great. Perfect. How did you feel? I, 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 I don't, I don't like to be a dick, like to my players, but I was like, when you went to go give the technology to Frank, I was just like, it is a thing for your character that you are not supposed to. Oh no, I wouldn't have even thought about it. Like, cause, because it wasn't to me, it wasn't like, Oh, you're endangering your like species. It was like, Oh, I just wanted answers. Whereas like back with <laughs> nobody ever believed me, but I was very much, Using my complication there with the bridge fight with Brigand, where I like fucking was like totally fine with just smashing this bridge because he specifically was like going to try to steal tech from Atlantis. I do think it's funny. You never actually, he never actually said that. This was a conclusion you came to after hearing all the things that he was stealing. Was it? That was my favorite thing about that. That was a fa- my favorite thing about DMing that episode was I, t- I told you all the things he stole. Someone said, do you think R- Rachel, Rachel said, do you think he's going after Atlantis? Cause I just listened to this episode again recently. Um, and, and Yardak was suddenly like, he is definitely going after Atlantis. I'm going to end this man's career. <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't seen him since. I asked a fair question. Yeah, we've got to bring Brigham back. Yeah, it has been, let's see, June, July, August, September, October. It has been a year and four mo- it's been a year and four months since you've fought him in terms of game time. Probably been about that long real time too, right? 
This is longer, I feel like. It's almost a year later in in real time. Yeah, just that your complication with patriotism, because it doesn't come up too much, but you've said multiple times, like, you know, I can't let people know where Atlantis is. Mm-hmm. I still think it would be cool if I could go to Atlantis one day, as Ruby could go to Atlantis one day, but I also don't know how Ruby would get to Atlantis. Yeah. Mm. I have some ideas. Don't worry. I should take my son to the aquarium. Should call him in the first place. Yeah. Another episode, no call. Okay, look, in my defense, we were a little booked today. <laughs> yeah, there was no time. Start to finish, there was stuff to do in this episode, pretty much. 